everybody. Welcome to Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. And I'm the romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. And guys, we have another special episode for you. You asked. We are doing it. It's a tipsy episode. We are, Clayton and I are both on our second drinks. So You we're know, it's s- not virgin. <laughs> it's my drink. <laughs> we are joined by... Producer Patty. I'm the producer. He's the producer. He's also our bartender. He didn't trust us to pour our own drinks. Nope, not in my studio. I will pour them. Yeah. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. No, we're a mess. I'm a mess. (laughs) There's no way. They'd be everywhere. I don't think I'm a mess. You're not a mess. Oh. But I'm definitely feeling good. I don't think I've ever seen you drunk. You always say that. Oh, sorry. And I... I'm always drunk. You've never <laughs> seen me sober. I'm drinking nail polish remover right now. Ugh, that's not no, true. No, th- no. You've seen me tipsy. Are you saying you've never seen me shit faced? I've never seen you shit faced. No. Then that's probably good. Well, in tipsy, because I am in my late thirties, <laughs> so I shouldn't be shit faced a lot. But I've been tipsy around you. You've been half in the bag. I've been half in the bag. Well, I think I'm always more in the bag than you are. So then, looking back, it looks like you're not in the bag at all. Because I'm thinking, like, at my wedding, you probably drank, but I was definitely very drunk. And then I don't, I can't think of other times that you, like, you're just not a, a No, dr- I'm not a big drinker. You're not a drinker in general, and so that's what makes this very special. Yes. So if you hear ice cubes, if you hear us drinking, I'm not a big uh, person that likes noise on the headphones. Like, when people are eating on a podcast, I don't the like. Eating, I've never heard eating on a podcast, and that sounds insane. It's insane. No one asked for the hungry episode. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, us eating a, just like a steak, a, a ten course meal <laughs> on Mike. But anyway, yeah. So I'm definitely feeling it. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling loosey goosey, mm-hmm. and it's perfect for what we're talking about. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Netflix series Virgin River, and then also we put out a call for questions, and you guys really answered. I we I gave you less than 24 hours, and people showed up immediately, and I really love you for it. Um. So should we start with Virgin River? Well, first off, so oh. we had the you had the idea, uh, I think Aaron and, and producer Patty, to talk about Virgin River for our tipsy episode instead of reading a book. Yeah, we could not decide on what book to read because also it's like we do like to take books like a little bit seriously, and it seemed like it might be a little rude if we're just like drunk talking about someone's book. Anyway, so and we're knee deep in the Hathaways at this point, mm-hmm. so we we've got we're we're reading the five Hathaway books for the five Wednesdays in January. So we were reading a lot of books. So you guys said let's do Virgin River, and I said great. And then you said it's ten episodes and they're an hour long. Mm-hmm. They're not really an hour; they're like forty five minutes. Yeah. And I said I can't do that. Because I don't watch a lot of TV. So 10... You're a movie and books guy. I'm a movie and books guy. And paintings. And I love to just sit in front of a painting for hours on end and just think of what could this possibly mean. Mm -hmm. You know, I I like still lifes a lot. I like to stare at fruit bowls and be like, what does this say about me? I was like, okay, fine. I'll watch a couple episodes. I'll watch one or two. I'll watch the first episode and then maybe the seventh episode and maybe the tenth episode. We gave you permission for that, too. We you were gave like, me we permission. know, so, like, if you watch four, then that's good. So, yesterday, I sit down to watch the first episode, and six, seven hours later, <laughs> I watched everything, and I can't wait for this fucking season two. When is it coming out? Yes. <laughs> Yay! When is it coming out? Virgin River turned you into a TV watcher, mm. to a binger. Yeah, like, if, it, but then I tried to watch you. Mm. And I said, I don't watch TV. Because <laughs> it was going to start immediately after. And I said, maybe I'll watch the first episode of You Season 2, which is mm-hmm. about a 
uh, a stalker guy. Yeah, it's very different than Virgin River. And I, the credits started, and I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is amazing. <laughs> but this Virgin amazing. River, so we all loved it. So wait, so what about Virgin River got you, kept you going? It reminded me of the kind of show that I would watch as like a nine or ten year old on a Saturday night with my mom. Mm-hmm. It was it sisters, a, like a Doctor Quinn vibe. Yes, sisters. Those kind of shows that were older people, and by older people, I mean people our age <laughs> or younger, <laughs> or younger. Uh, Just like Doc and Hope were yeah. the ones that were holding it down. Yeah, yeah living pretty regular lives with soap opera esque things that happen to heighten it a little bit. So. It really got me, it just got me involved. Uh, I mean, the first episode, I, Doc was a real asshole in it, and I understand that was part of the job, you know, was to have this character who was so, didn't want the nurse practitioner, Mel, to come and help him, and his ex-wife, or not wife, but they'd been, they haven't been together for years. But that's not revealed years. for a few episodes. Yes, absolutely. Hope actually hired her to give him help because he's getting along in age and he can't handle the the doing all the doctoring of, of Virgin River by himself. So he just seemed aggressively asshole to me. Now, of course, I warmed to him. Like, I warmed to almost everybody. Was he an alpha hole? He, he, he ended up not being an alpha by the end. No. I think in the pilot, yes. Yes, but then Hope was the one that wore the pants in that relationship. Oh, Hope... I have so many feelings about Hope. And I rewatched a lot of Virgin River to like get ready for this because I watched it so long ago. And yeah, Hope's ridiculous. The only character, and we'll, we'll talk about the whole, because t- I have notes for every episode. <laughs> but um, the only character that I despise in this is Brady. Oh. Brady can go fuck himself. He looks like a reject from The Bachelor. And I don't believe for a second that he did any kind of military service. You think he's stolen valor? He, I think in the show he's – I have a few conspiracy theories about this show. <laughs> One of them that is that he can't be stolen valor because they have flashbacks of him being there. But it could be planted memories. I don't know how, how weird they're going to get. But Brady, I hated the moment he came in and I felt like preacher. I was like, you don't belong here. Just leave. Just go. Get the fuck out of here. Because Jack's not going to ever tell him to leave. No, Jack's such a softie. We should say also, so this, these are based on the book series Virgin River by Robin Carr. None of us have read it, but I do want to read it now. Yeah. After I, I, this. I, I don't know. Because the, the central romance is Mel and Jack. Mel being the nurse practitioner who moves to Virgin River. The reason I say nurse practitioner is because she says it all the time. She and I guess that's like a term. I'm not trying to like make fun of nurse practitioners. No, and also it is very hard. Like I have a friend who recently like passed the boards and became a nurse practitioner, and it is like a different level. Yeah, it's a big deal, and yeah. But it's like it's funny that she like proclaims it every time she touches like somebody who's injured. She's like, I'm a nurse practitioner, (laughs) and I guess you don't want to say you're a nurse because that's different. It's like a higher level of nurse, and she's not a doctor, so she can't say she's a doctor. But it was just really funny that she had to repeat nurse practitioner consistently because also you would just say np yeah it's yeah but i guess the, to we for to the layman yeah. right you know and they don't know which episode people are stumbling into the show on so they wouldn't know what gotta, np means right yeah right. i mean my favorite character charmaine it your favorite character is charmaine it is insane this to me virgin river is a story of a very stylish woman who tries her best and who is kind to everybody and everyone dunks on her 
constantly for no reason. Is she the one that was dating Jack before Mel came into town? Okay. And everyone is so mean to her for no reason. And she's clearly the best and the most interesting. And it's the best backstory. And if in season two, she doesn't get railed with an inch of her life by a lumberjack, I'm going to revolt. She needs love so bad. Okay. Here's my conspiracy theory. Uh. Charmaine's baby is fake. <gasps> I think that no. she's fake. Like in the a pregnancy. wooden baby? No, <laughs> it's not like the American sniper plastic baby. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I think Charmaine's lying about the pregnancy. No way. Charmaine would never. How do you know? Jack left her for Mel and she needs him back. That's she such wants a... him back. She could do so much better than Jack, though. That's insane. Not in that she town. Loves, she loves Jack. That's the thing about Virgin River, is it's such a small town. Jack is. Such a hot commodity there, and he's great. He is he is a great he's guy. Got he's got a, a really hair. good business. Yeah, Jack this motherfucker's is... head of hair. Because yep. I looked up his age of the actor. How old is he? He was born in seventy four. So he is forty four. So he's forty five. Forty five. Oh, but the hair of a virile twenty three year old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Jack's a ride. Jack is gorgeous. And the first couple episodes, they had him shirtless. Not shirtless enough. The rest of the I don't know why mm. they put a shirt on him for the rest of the show. No. I mean, my only big, I didn't love how the show, there was no passion. Like, because there is a certain scene where Jack comes to Mel and is like, I love you. I can't be without you. You can't leave. But like, all we've seen is like a few chaste kisses. And I'm like, I don't need to see like, like a porn, but I need to see a little bit more passion than I'm seeing between these two. The kisses were out of a 1940s movie. Yeah. There was no open mouth. No. Or even if it was an open mouth, it was very slightly open. I know. Let's see them like in bed together. Because yeah. also that scene where like you assume they had slept together the night before, but you had no idea. And it seems like maybe they just like closed mouth kissed and then he went home and watched the news. Yeah, did they fuck? I don't know. I don't think so. There is a line where after one of their dates, Mel says how she's going to make him a great breakfast. But I think then what happens is she really means like tomorrow after you come back here after you have slept in your own house no, that, then i will make you breakfast that definitely happens but he, we're talking he comes in a different he right. comes at a different time they kiss outside yes. of her cabin and then he leaves and he's so hard you can tell like that's what that, I we li- talked about that one me and aaron watched it together and we were like man he's so hard what i loved about <laughs> this show is that it was like accurate in, in so many small ways and one of them was him standing at the door and her saying the pancake line and him, I think he had the door like the screen door open with his foot uh-huh. and she's going in and he just like, is like, okay. And he lets it go. And then the door closes and he's not going to fuck. And I, at that moment I was like, he is so hard and he's playing hard only in his, in mannerisms yeah. in his face. He, we don't see the bulge, but we know he's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emotionally, he was playing. He was playing hard. He was playing hard, and that's such a good. That's how a good actor plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have to say, "I'm so hard right now," <laughs> or he like walk to his car and be like, "I'm oh god, I'm so Trying hard." Trying to like adjust or something. Yeah, no, he didn't. Ha- he didn't adjust his pants. We knew he was right. Hard. He was yeah. hard in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. He had the eyes of a hard man. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so you love Charmaine. Okay, this is a nuts thing to that's say. That's not a nuts thing to say. Charmaine was fantastic. Okay, here's my thought, and I was thinking about this because I was thinking, would I choose Mel or Charmaine? Mel. Well, oh, oh. Th- that's your choice, but this is what I'm weighing. Mel is a nurse, pra- nurse practitioner. MP. Right? MP. Charmaine is a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I would rather 
date a hairstylist than an NP. And the reason being is that you can legally give someone a haircut as a stylist without having to take them to your uh, salon, but you can't do medical things to somebody like your boyfriend or your husband. You can only diagnose, but it's not like you could get free medical care. Okay. You could get free preventative medical care. And you could get a bone reset. Like yes, she does do that. And then yeah. like she delivers babies randomly. But what I'm saying is, I'd rather have somebody who could sh- cut my hair regularly than a nurse who could diagnose I like her moles dream on girl me. Was a doctor, an Australian doctor. It it is, but now an I'm, Australian nurse. Well, now I'm feeling like if it's an Australian nurse that went to salon school, like <laughs> wanted to be, she was a beautician. She was a beautician, but then said, you know what? I have a higher calling. And I'm going to be a, a, a nurse practitioner. That would be perfect. But I think of the two, I would date Mel for like, I just think I just like her better. But it was very hard for me to be like, he's got that great head of hair. She's a hairstylist. How is he going to find somebody that's going to maintain those locks mm-hmm. the way that she has? Because, you know, she cuts his hair. Oh, yeah. And I think that was probably his only the only reason he's kind of torn. Because he'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to have to go to – like I'm going to have to find somebody to cut my hair now. Mm. Right. And, and it's such a small town. Right. And nobody has long flowing locks like him. Right. He'd have to like travel down the river to find another good hair salon. And this guy's running a bar. He's mm-hmm. having flashbacks every – like this guy can't – he doesn't have time to find a new hairstylist. Right. He's having all these flashbacks. Yeah. Now what do you think of the two – so it, the two leads are consistently – having flashbacks and two no traumatic horrific events yeah nobody can stay in their own mind and and in so the present do you think two people who both have flashbacks that's a recipe for disaster a recipe for love will they start sinking will they start being on the same schedule of flashbacks mm. so that it's easier for them to zone out and then they can just pick up their conversation because right. it's annoying like let's get lunch together honey then we'll go have some flashbacks yeah. and then we'll go see a movie Mm-hmm. And the best part was in one of the later episodes, Doc starts having flashbacks. Remember? Because they're at the hospital. To what? He flashed back to he was looking at he was going to get coffee for Mel and he sees uh, a couple crying and a doctor talking to them. And then he flashes back to a couple crying, talking to him and him and him say, them saying, you promised he'd be OK. You promised. Yeah. So he starts having flashbacks. Virgin flashback. Well, I thought that they're the only three characters that have flashbacks, I think. So far. So far. Season two. No, uh, Preacher had to have one too, right? Preacher had flashbacks. Well, and also, who was the woman who ran the bakery cart? What was her name? Paige. Michelle. Because her real name's Michelle. Oh, the one who's hiding out from the abusive husband. husband. Yeah, she was having visual hallucinations. And dyes her son's hair. That's so strange, too, because I'm like, clearly this little boy does not have blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But the dad couldn't possibly recognize his son if he had a different hair color. Yeah, but the dad is blonde. Because we meet the we meet the dad at the in the the last episode. He's like at the bar. But I'm a pager. I'm a preacher page shipper. Oh, yeah. I so mean, they're pager. great together. I love preacher. Preachers. I mean, preacher could also like cool your jets a little bit. I don't think he needed to do the amount of investigation he did on page. And then he was so surprised that she bounced. But it's like. No, she didn't bounce. 
Yeah, he went over to her house and she wasn't there. There was blood on the floor. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right. Am I the only one who watched this show? <laughs> God, what happened to her? We don't know. That's why we need season two. Uh, we need season two. Toot sweet. Oh, Preacher's going to kill this dude when he finds Oh, yeah, him. you know Preacher just, yeah. The one thing that I had no, um, like, real investment in was the illegal pot farms. Well, it's so funny because now pot is legal in California. So those they all went out of business for, like, economic reasons. Yeah. So uh, the thing is, is that it does. They had to say in the first episode, they hear a gunshot. The first or second episode, they hear a gunshot when they're by the river and they're not weirded out by it, even though Mel is from the city and would probably be scared if she heard a gunshot within range of the forest. And he's like, oh, it's probably a hunter or those illegal pot farms. She goes, pot's legal. It's like, well, these guys do it illegally, I guess. <laughs> uh, these books are written before that, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're just going to have to keep it too big of a plot point for us to change. And, uh, these guys, uh, they didn't fill out the paperwork. They didn't fill out the paperwork, yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. shooting guns instead. <laughs> so that, that, we send them the paperwork every day. The only episode that I kind of like scrubbed through a little bit was the episode where they go to the pot farm and they have to like fix that guy's leg and stuff. Because yeah. I just don't care about that. I don't care. But these drug dealers are going to be a big deal in season two. Yeah, because Brady, like, joins them. Yep. Fuck Brady a thousand times. Yeah. He's a bad actor, and he's a shitty character. And he's a bad person. Yeah. But he's rolling in season two with a gang of pot <sighs> farmers, illegal pot farmers who won't well, fill out Jack their w nine. leaves no man behind. So <sighs> there's no way that he's going to allow Brady to just join this pot farm when all they need to do is really just incorporate themselves. That's, yes. Yeah. I love how the, the drug dealers... We're like, the one town we can't get into is Virgin River because the mayor won't won't let us in. But yeah, the mayor who's like this, who's Hope McRae, who's like a woman in her 70s. But she's <laughs> keeping out the drug dealers. But yeah, she- we see no law enforcement in Virgin River. Virgin River's better for her. <laughs> and she does no actual mayoring. No, she's just such a busybody. She's like, a busybody. I like Hope. Because, uh, like, I do like that there is a romance between Hope and Doc and that they are like showing people of that age having their own storylines. And Keeping I like it tight. Well, exactly. Hope keeps it high and tight for sure. But that there is also like um, intergenerational friendships and stuff. I love all that. But like I can't stand Hope. Hope needs to take several seats as far as like being such a busybody. When she tells when she reads the letter from Charmaine to Jack, like, what the fuck? So reading the letter, I don't think is the worst thing. But I'm like, at that stage too, it's like, is Jack, Jack isn't like her son or something. So like, she has this proprietary feeling over Jack and Jack's bar that I think is like not healthy and kind of creepy and weird. Let Jack feel emotion. Like, is the worst thing going to be that like Jack gets broken up with? Because that's what like her reason for reading the letter she said was like, what if she said something mean? And it's like, I don't know. Jack's a full grown adult man with a like a gorgeous head of hair. Like he's going to be fine. <laughs> and he's taken fire in the Middle East. Like he right. has he been has shot. A great truck and a thriving business. Like yeah. I think he can survive whatever Charmaine's going to say. And so it's just so bizarre. And. I just she's too much of a busybody that it is gets to the level where it's like a bit creepy, I think. Here's the step too far with that. So she opens the letter and reads it. Great. That's shitty, but it's fine. Then she mentions it to Mel that Charmaine allegedly 
is pregnant. Charmaine would never, would never. Is allegedly pregnant. Mm. We don't know. It's not season two. We haven't seen the sonogram. Show me the sonogram. That's such a crazy Hashtag move. show me the sonogram. So what she does is mention to Mel after the what he just read the letter the night before. That next morning, she mentions to Mel, oh, it's a bummer about Charmaine's baby. She doesn't give him any time. What was he supposed to do? Like, he had one, he maybe had one chance in the morning to tell her, to tell Mel, but he was thinking about how he wanted to break it to her. And I think that when Hope did that, it was so early and it was so shitty that it made Jack look like an asshole, but it really didn't because if he it had was the a letter- week... He had the information for less than 24 hours. You get 24 hours to process it yourself. Like, I think that's fair. That's what I think. And she didn't even give him that. And then I think Mel was unfair to him. Oh, Mel. That was, I mean, that's all Mel's backstory. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I I get Mel having that strong of a reaction to it. Because her whole backstory is losing a child, then not being able to have another child. So the pregnancy thing is very specific to her. Mm -hmm. So I could see her getting mad. And she wasn't like mad to a point where she flipped out she was mad she was just like i don't think i could do this the other thing that screwed jack mel had the proper reaction the uh the the thing with jack that also screws him in this conversation is that he didn't mention charmaine to her Mm. she had to find out about charmaine jack treats charmaine so horribly and that is also like a mean thing about jack but i think that's realistic because i think she was a hot woman that was is a hot woman she 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 still looks yeah she is a hot woman that he was having fun with but didn't love and then somebody comes along and he loves and he just feels different and it's hard to still be interested in the person that you were just sleeping with when you fall in love Mm -hmm. and i think that's super realistic does that make him a bad person a little. No, no, I don't think that makes him a bad person. I think it makes him a person, like a real person, because we've all had situations like that. And we've been treated like that in ways where somebody you just don't love. Someone just doesn't love you the way you love them. But that doesn't make him a bad person. Yes, he was. He should have wrapped it up, though. He should have wrapped Like, that's not. Like, Condoms the, are not. Him not. Oh, they're not like, 100%. Literally, he should have wrapped it up. Yeah, but they're not 100%. Condoms are not they're 100%. Not. And definitely not in Virgin River. Yeah. Because there's no. a long travel to get all the way up there. Well, it's, well, it's all, yeah, it's, it's all the chemicals from the pot farming seeping right. into the, the rubber plant, the <laughs> yeah. condom plant in Virgin River. Because they get local. They buy local. <laughs> they buy, oh, so these are, these are like grass farmed, fed. <laughs> it's rubber farm to table. Oh, no yeah. wonder. Yeah, these, this is not real rubber. It's farm to bed. Yeah. yeah. That barn they have the dance in, that's normally a sex shop. Oh, they probably <laughs> use fucking sheepskin or something. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. not, that's They're faulty. using bladders. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. Oh, no, he, I'm not saying Jack is a bad person, but I'm saying, like, in that situation, him being casual with Charmaine, fine. But that, they say that had gone on for years. So Two a, years. Two years is a long time. And then. It's a small town. Once you realize that you have feelings for Mel, then you need to go to Charmaine and be like, hey, we need to sort of quit what we're doing. And he doesn't. And then he lets Charmaine act like an, like, like an, like, look like an idiot, which is what's unfair. When she comes in, she kisses him like that first time, maybe you're forgiven that first time, but then you need to be like, hey, listen, I'm kind of having this thing with this nurse practitioner. Like, 
I, we gotta cool it. But, but he doesn't. didn't know. He didn't know how Mel felt about him. Like, can't adults matter. just have relationships and it not be like? Okay. If you're honest, you can't have. You can't. But he wasn't sure what he was doing. Like that's the thing. It's like it's it's so easy for us to look at him and say he's being dishonest, but we're not in his head. So he might be having these. He does care about Charmaine. He does care about her, but he doesn't love he her. He doesn't treat her like someone he cares about. I mean, he does treat her like somebody he cares about, but he doesn't treat her like somebody he is in love with. That's the problem. No, he would not be treating, like, Preacher and Hope that, like, he would be more upfront with them. Like, he lies. What do you mean Preacher and Hope? Well, like, like he if if he had something, like, if uh, he wouldn't treat his friends that way. He wouldn't be dishonest with his friends. I, I agree. I think he cares on. more about Preacher than Charmaine. Of course. Yeah. yeah, of course he does. They're friends. Be But be just upfront and honest with Charmaine. Like, I just think he never is, and he allows her to, like, kind of be, be an idiot. So then I understand when she finds out that she's pregnant. She decides to keep the baby. She finds out about Mel. Like, her being, like, a little ashamed and a little bit, like sad about but it she sends him a letter that's crazy what, why i mean she should mail the fucking letter it's like the post office exists <laughs> put, don't put it in a don't box give it of stuff hope. that's uh, not seal that envelope um although hope would have steamed it she oh. would steam that envelope open hope she's has, the mayor oh yeah hope is <laughs> greasing the palms of the post office man and he's like yeah. anything interesting you're gonna send it to me first all right oh so she's seeing what people are are netflix she sees 100%. like their netflix discs oh yeah, yeah. she knows what's up. she knows who's seen uh yeah de blasio's reading all of our love letters is he 100 he's the mayor well that yeah and also that hope had this like irrational hatred of charmaine too because charmaine's mother had an affair with doc which is like don't put the sins well, of the parent on the child that's basic shit let's talk a little bit about that relationship doc and hope so doc cheated with charmaine's mom and she, and hope found out about it through reading his mail right <laughs> that's how it happened she this did the same thing. fucking she's thing a patholo- she's a, thing. yeah she's pathologically nosy <laughs> Uh, but this is she's a like knows. 30 years ago. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. Now. Way I, before the show started. Yeah. Well, before Doc we get was to, also her third husband. Yes. Yeah, so so this is also something that I like about this show and find very realistic is that when you have unsupported high expectations for your partner and people in your life, you are going to end up feeling shitty. Yeah. Because she thought. That he was the knight in shining armor, and she put him on such a pedestal that when he did fall off that pedestal, it was so devastating to her that she could not forgive him. So she dehumanized him by making him into this man that's going to save her and then held it against him when he by no means was acting as if he was the best person in the world. That I felt felt so true to me because you have to – understand that the people you're with are human beings and allow them to have their faults and you can't have them in such high esteem that they don't they're no longer human beings yeah and so i love that about this Mm -hmm. and they make out yeah in a very chaste manner i know i'm gonna say i want more flesh season two so doc should have been sucking on hope's tongue yeah yeah Uh, at a minimum (laughs) so more flesh season two you gotta. You gotta because the thing is because it's Netflix. Well, it, and the thing is too, it's like you don't. 
because Mel is like super secretive about being a widow, which is I found odd, but fine. Like people deal with grief in their own way. It's really hard to get the depth of their relationship the way that they're trying to sell it to us without being like, oh, it's a very physical relationship or they really share things with each other that they've never shared with anyone. Like she finds out that he has PTSD because like he sleeps in her room and she sort of like sleeps on the fucking chair under a blanket. And then he, she finally tells him that she was married before, mm-hmm. but never doesn't say anything about the baby until she finds out Charmaine is pregnant. So it's like, we're supposed to believe that they are like really in love, but I don't know that the, the show ever really shows that. Well, but if you're, when you first start dating somebody, you really, I feel like, I'm just saying you in general, try to have your best foot forward. And if you feel like somebody might not be into the fact that you have a lot of baggage, you're not going to be so forthcoming with past traumas necessarily in order to uh, make yourself appealing. Now, that not, might not be correct, and that is a kind of a shitty way to think, but I think that's very true of people. Yeah. Not telling somebody that they've been divorced three times, they've dated, they're dating somebody for a couple months, and then they say, oh, yeah, well – you know, I had this and this. And by that time, you love the person or you really care about the person. You're, it doesn't matter. But if you're out of the gate like, um, I think I killed my husband. I can't have kids. I had a stillborn baby. Uh, there's all those that baggage. She would feel like he would run away. Right. It's no, like pick you, one. Pick one yeah. and, and explore that one for a couple months. But then it's like if you're not giving me them having a physical connection, a strong physical connection. They're both super hot. Yeah, I think that's a big thing on Is the show. They're both very attractive. Yeah, they're and like the, the hottest people within like 80 miles of that yeah. town. I mean, Charmaine's it, living in that town, but. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's if we're going Mel versus Charmaine, I mean. Pure yeah, physicality. Mel. Mel. Oh, all right. Well, fine. I'm I mean, out now, I'm but. a page. I mean, I like Paige. Paige is cute, super cute, too. And I like that she lies. You do? Yeah. You would be so wrapped up in that bullshit, but you, like, you wouldn't have, like, figured it out, like, Preacher be like, guys, like, she only accepts cash. It's fine. Don't but you would it. scurry out so quickly when you walked into the blood house. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd run. Yeah. you change your name to Paige. Of course. I, I'm a smart guy. I'm not going to fucking follow the blood trail. That's not my job. Nope. You're like, back to the bar. <laughs> never know. heard. So where's Paige? Never heard of that person. Paige? No idea. Let's not talk about the blood trail. Oh, the pie chick? I don't know. (laughs) She's fine. I don't know. But that was such a cute moment in the... uh, Him finding the blood? No, no. So (laughs) adorable. Those little droplets of Paige blood. No, uh, when they went to the um, dance... Oh, that episode was, I loved that episode. And him and Paige finally, Preacher and Paige finally dance, I thought was really sweet. And then and then she starts freaking out because she thinks she sees her, her husband and she's yelling for her kid. And then he's like, she's yelling, she's yelling. And he's like, were you calling for me, mom? And she's <laughs> he's like, like, right there. Yeah, he's right there. He's like, hey, were you calling for me? He's actually a kid that I don't mind. He's a cute kid and a good actor. The blonde thing is the thing that's bizarre with him, but like. He's a good kid. And why didn't she dye her hair, too? Right. Yeah. Like, she should be dyeing her hair and then put, like, a propeller beanie on him. <laughs> Nobody yes. can see past a propeller beanie. <laughs> yeah. They're just be like, oh, that's cool. They're not going to look at his hair color. Yeah. Also, he's growing, so he's changing anyway. Or give him one of those, like, um, River Phoenix in Stand By Me, just, like, kid hair shaves. Where you just shave their head to, like, like 
It's the easiest haircut you can give a kid. Why does he have to have long hair? Just shave his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give him a like, nice fucking long rat tail. Oh, uh, remember rat tail? Of course I do. My friend had like a rat tail that was like 12 inches long. It was so long. I thought she was the coolest. I remember the kid in my middle school that had a rat tail. His name was Jason Saccone. <laughs> and he is here right now. Jason, come out. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Virgin River? Uh, yeah. No, I loved that scene. Yeah, that what was it called? What was the dance called? It was like mingle, the mingle. The mingle. Because then the guy would get on the mic and be like, Tom to mingle. And then they'd have to switch. That was the first episode Pat saw because yeah. I was watching it by myself. And then he came in and he was like, oh, this is dumb. And then he watched the entire thing. Oh, that's a great episode oh, to and see. And then when they finally kissed, we also cheered. Yeah. Because we are two people in their mid to late 30s. And this is what we have to no, cheer about. No, it's great. And we were happy to be inside. Yeah, we loved it. We were it's, in our own houses with our own stuff around us. And we were cheering. It's so fun. I mean, it's a fun show. It's a great show. I think it's really, really well done. Because we don't know what ha- what is in the letter until... After Mel and Jack go on their romantic date where they're holding hands and it's there. There's a lot of chemistry there. And then he can't help himself from read that letter because he had gotten it from Hope and thrown it into the drawer in his office. And he just couldn't help but ruin his perfect night by opening that fucking letter. Did you guys know that it was going to be Charmaine and a baby? Was yeah, that like your I inkling? Guessed. That was my guess. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it might have been a publisher's clearinghouse situation. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she's going to say she's pregnant. Yeah, I knew it. And I was bummed out. Because what else could it be? be, Her being like, you're an asshole. What could she have said that Hope would have freaked out about? God. Hope. How about when Hope comes home from a heart attack and Charmaine's bring over a whole ass casserole? I mean, that's the thing. And then everyone's like... (laughs) <laughs> like, fuck you, Charmaine. Why'd you bring her a casserole? Yeah. I was like, this is a nice thing this woman did. You people are monsters. She made a fucking biscuit casserole for somebody yeah. who just had a heart attack. You don't do that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Mel wouldn't because she's of course, an Mel NP and she knows better. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, here's a casserole that has like chickpeas and fucking eggplant and yep. low salt. Because Mel is flawless and Charmaine is a monster. Charmaine That's- might as well have come over and put a gun to Hope's head. Yep. Oh, she's trying to that, help. That 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 is a gun. That was a gun. That casserole was a gun. Loaded gun. A loaded gun. And she said, "Put this loaded gun in your in mouth. In your mouth. Because I'm Charmaine and I cannot be stopped. This is and I destroy everything." <laughs> That anybody I loves. can't wait because I know Kate Claiborne is also a Charmaine truther, and I feel like I can't wait for her to be on the show. A Charmaine truther. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. So, okay. Give your top 12 reasons why Charmaine is. 12? <laughs> no, no. Give your top two reasons More. why Charmaine over Mel. Yeah, much better, too. I mean, I just think that, like, Charmaine is a genuinely good person. She grew up in Virgin River. Not a fact. These aren't facts. These are... That she grew up in Virgin River No, we know that, but she's a good person. We don't know this. We don't know Uh, this for a fact. I need concrete reasons. Well, grew up in Virgin River. She knows... That's a fact. She knows the town. No, she seems like a very nice... She's never been anywhere or know anything. Wait, wait. How about... She's a yokel. She's a yokel. Stop it. How about (laughs) when when Jack is at the pot farm with Mel... Uh Uh-huh. And everything's going to shit in the bar and Hope is being truly cruel to all the customers for no reason. And Charmaine steps in out of the goodness of her heart and saves the day by giving people free beer and knowing where the elk stew is. 
am saying. She's a good person. Okay, she's she was good in a crisis. Yeah, she's a good in a crisis. A bar-related crisis. Yeah, she's good at customer service. But could she reset a hand? We don't know. Could. Could. I don't know. She might do some late-night internet reading. She, she might could know. reset some bad bangs. Yes. <laughs> My number. She makes everyone look good as fuck. I'm going to have to reset these bangs. <laughs> they look like they've poodled. <laughs> I'm going to have to straighten this out. It's going to hurt. I will say the one thing, and I, I've said this, is that Charmaine, if she's keeping his locks looking great, that is one very strong plus for Charmaine. Yeah. Otherwise... You say she has – did you say she had style? Yeah. She's stylish? I'm not a fan of her style necessarily. That's – that's you're wrong. Okay. Well, I, well, I can't be wrong because it's an opinion. <laughs> um, Mel's hair is no also popular. fantastic. I do like Mel. I don't want to say that I don't like Mel. And I think Mel and Jack are perfect for each other. Charmaine deserves better than Jack. And she'll find somebody next season, I'm sure. She better. She better. Um, but no, Mel and Jack together are fantastic. Like there is chemistry because they're both two, they're two good actors. Um, Jack played, uh, Mr. Darcy in a great movie called Bride and Prejudice, which is like an Indian, uh, Pride and Prejudice retelling. Very good. Is he American? He's from New Zealand. Oh, okay. He's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. (laughs) Can we call them that, Kiwis? I have no idea. I'll probably just... Get rid of just bleep it out so then they think it's something much worse. (laughs) Do they like it when we call them? (laughs) Um, uh, He was in a a movie called Torque. It was a motorcycle movie from 2004. But she... Stick it around. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love a a working actor. He's hitting that pavement. That's what's great about the show. It's just real professional working veteran actors who know what they're doing. And they get up there, and you've got a career's worth of experience on display. I bet their shoot days are like six to eight hours long. Yep. I bet they're like, we're coming, we're going to do three shots a scene, and let's get out of here. Everyone is going to be home by six. Now, here's uh, here's the thing about this show, too, is that she's left a baby in the first, and we oh, haven't yeah. talked about it at all, because it really is only a four-episode arc, yeah. where we the baby's left... She wants to call social services because that's what you do. Because she could get her license revoked yeah. if she doesn't. So it is very serious. And everybody in the town was, how dare you give up this baby? It's like she was going to sell it on the black market. She was just getting the the proper authorities. Everybody freaks out about this baby. And I love that. I think it was either episode two or three. Maybe two. Oh, was three. The cliffhanger is somebody breastfeeding the baby. And you're like, is that the mom or is this just a random person breastfeeding? But then you find out, of course, that it is the mom who was having a really bad postpartum and couldn't handle the baby. But then that was all taken care of. I didn't love that arc at all because I felt like there are safe haven laws for a reason. And I do think you should respect them. And I think it was like weirdly pro-lifey in a way it's like this woman the like her husband had died she was not in a great place like getting her mental health help i think is good obviously that should happen but that they kept trying to force this woman to raise this baby that it's like clearly she is incapable of doing or just does not want to do and it's like she took care of the baby the baby's healthy the baby appeared to be you know happy and was okay and ultimately like went to live with her daughter but it's like you 
there were so many breaches of HIPAA too, of everybody knowing immediately that it was this woman's baby where I was like, this is like something extraordinarily private. Like, come on. I just, yeah, I didn't love the way that it was, the whole thing was handled. But I like that the baby was then sidelined and we got the real uh, bulk of what it was. Cause I didn't want Mel to be saddled with a baby. What did we think of Mel's old husband who died? Man. Not Bland as fuck. Oh, yeah. That actor, or I just, yeah, I didn't like. He's no Jack. He's no, that's the thing. He's Was no he Jack. only in the car scenes? Because, again, I, I probably started watching No, you saw six. them, like, from when they met. Yeah, he oh, was okay. a doctor at the same hospital that she gotcha. worked at, that she yeah. practitioned at. And they fell in love through that, and then they could not have kids. And it was a whole fight. That she thinks she she thinks that she killed her husband because she was distracting him while they were driving I saw in that, the storm, yeah. uh, because he said, "I love you. I can't. Can we can't continue to try to have a kid? It's tearing us apart. And I only wanted you. And if I'm not enough for you, then and then that's when she says, "Well, maybe we need a break." And he's like, "Yeah, we need a break from trying to have kids." And she's like, "No, a real break." And then he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what?" Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, it's insane to go with, like, I want to have a child with you to, like, mm, let's not see each other anymore. It's, like, crazy. Well, because they were married. Yeah. So it was divorce talk. Yeah. It's serious. And then he gets hit by, they get hit by a car. And that's Virgin River. And that's Virgin River. So we love this. Oh, yeah, this is great. It's a great show. Also, we want to have r- more romance on TV and in the movie, so you got to support it. But also, this is a joy to support. It's easy to. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, like, it's a great. Show. I bet you this is a huge hit on Netflix. They renewed it like the day after it premiered. I bet it was massive. Yeah, oh, it's so addictive. At the end of the ten episodes, the last thing you see is it's official. Virgin River is coming back for season two. Yeah. They show it like at the end of the, the first season. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. They say that. Oh, I love that. So people That's know. That's like they Captain America s- will return. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it just Sam Jackson showing up and being like, Hope, I have a job for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. And I watch it for a second time. You know what? It's very rewatchable too. Uh-huh. I, it's great. You Loved skipped it. the Pot Farm episode though. No, I watched it. Yeah, I did. I did not care about the pot farm because it was amazing that this girl was having a baby. They had her flat on her back with no drugs, which is no woman would be. Yeah. And then she wears clothes the entire time she gives birth, which is also like, no, you get <laughs> naked immediately. That's sort of the first thing you do. Um, the one thing that we didn't mention is that M- Mel's old husband, dead husband, he proposed to her through a popcorn proposal. Which was he had popped popcorn and he put the ring in the box in the popcorn and had her reach into it. That's that's risky. Which we all know is like a play on the, the penis trick. That's the popcorn trick. It's the yeah. popcorn trick, which is you, you cut a hole in the popcorn. That's so disgusting. No, it's, no, you, you're not supposed to do it, but, but it's a thing it's that been has done. been done. And yeah. was it's he been done? That? It's been done. It's been done many times. Who? You? No. no. No, like p- kids in the 50s used to do it. Like yeah. they used to shove themselves into. Like Eddie Haskell. Yeah, Eddie Haskell would do it. He like, they would like shove a bunch of people into a phone booth or they'd like cut a hole in the popcorn box and put their penises in it. Great. Okay, that's assault, but fine. But it is, it is. It is I assault. mean, but Eddie Haskell was, was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but this was, I feel like, a play on that. I don't. That's an insane thing to think. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you guys remember the popcorn proposal? I remember the popcorn proposal, but I remember the penis in the popcorn. Well, he didn't put his penis in the popcorn. The We're ring, saying the it's ring a was play on the penis. It's not a play it on was, it. It was like he was mm. he was co-opted. He was like taking it back. Yes. He was like, now we put rings in popcorn, not penises. This is how you do it, guys. This is the way to use popcorn. He was nice. Now I feel bad that I said he was bland. He was just like, he's no Jack. It's hard to put yourself up against Jack because Jack is everything. Yeah. And we're only seeing him through sad flashbacks. It's hard yeah. to get like a full view of someone's personality through uh, traumatic yeah. memories. Yeah. I'm sure at the night where they picked their fantasy football teams, he was fantastic. Right. Yeah. They all loved him. Um, I want to go to Virgin River so bad and I want to eat at Jack's. Like I was wanted to like look up Airbnb's. Is it a real place? No. Oh. Mm. I do like that the town next door is called Clear River. (laughs) (laughs) So what's better, Virgin River or Clear River? I know, uh, Clear River has Charmaine. And then there's Pure River down the street. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Unspoiled River. Yeah, I... And then finally there's just Sludge (laughs) River. (laughs) Sludge River. Sludge River, it's a good time. (laughs) If you're sick of Virgin River and Clear River and Pure River, go down to Sludge River. I hope this show is successful enough that we get to see Sludge River. Yeah. Yes. Well, that'll be our spinoff. That's our Mm -hmm. spinoff, yeah. Yeah. The spinoff of the spinoff of the spinoff. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, so watch it. Oh, yeah. We spoiled it, but watch it. It's really good. Yeah. Well, well, listen to this after you've watched it. Everyone has amazing hair. I mean, that is a big thing. Yes, I noticed that. All the men, everybody has full heads of hair. Not just full heads, but like styled well. Yeah, great. Everyone, yeah. They know what we want. That's what we want. I want beautiful people in bucolic settings, and I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and there was some lodge porn in this, mm. those are some very beautiful interiors. Oh, the way he redoes her cabin. <sighs> Is there anything sexier than, than him redoing that cabin? Completely redoing a cabin to yeah. look immaculate. And then she doesn't even invite him in for a little, like, second base action. Nothing. She's like, you redid my entire house. Why don't you drive home, come back in seven hours, and I'll make you pancakes. Yeah. What? That, that's right, because they they yeah they they drive out there, and then she's got the um, fireplace in the middle of the house mm, with like it's an right. open fireplace. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's a gorgeous house. But you see, but Pat, you wouldn't want to live there. You'd want to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. That'd no, be I need a bodega. That'd be, that'd be a horror. I need show. a bodega. <laughs> oh no, I would be there for lots. a week. No, actually, I could live in Virgin River. Pat couldn't. Nope. Yeah, that'd be tough. I couldn't do it. I could. I could like holiday in Virgin River. Oh, yeah, we could go for, like, a week. We would have such a great time. Yeah, but I'm hanging out with Preacher. Yeah. They need to make a, like, a Universal Studios. They need, like, a Virgin River experience, like a theme park. Well, we're already working on the Stony Cross Park experience, so maybe this can be yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, because we, yeah, we got our hands full with the Stony Cross Park experience that we're trying to get off. Well, they put it all in, these should, there should be, like, a, like, a romance park that has all of these different settings. All of the different settings. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean. Well, like a Disney World or Universal. You get on a tram. So it's like an Epcot, and it's like, you can go to Virgin River, Stony Cross Park. Yes. Yes. You get on a tram, and you go through all of them. Or you get to, like, stay on them. Yeah, this is big. We're going to have to up the budget, though. Right, we're talking so we're in the hundreds of more millions money. of dollars. Again, Robin Carr does not know us, has not given us her IP, and will never listen to this, but we'll still sell her idea. Yeah, it's all. She won't be mad. We'll pre-sell it for her. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We're She's going to be so in. happy. And we cut her in. We're not going to not cut no, her in. No, she'll get her beak wet. She'll get her beak wet. Yeah. All right. So that's our Virgin River talk. We loved it. And now <laughs> we're going to answer a couple of questions. Aaron, you put out 
the uh, bat signal to the uh, the troopers out there for questions for us for the tipsy episode. And I've got a few right here. So I'm going to go through and ask you guys a couple of listener questions. Um, okay. So I like this one. This is from uh, from our Tropes Troop Facebook group. Gabriella M. asked us, uh, and by us I mean you two, not me. May you please tell us if you have become local celebrities since starting the podcast. Do you get called out on the street? Do you get a better table at your fave restaurant? Do locals recognize the difference that you make? No. <laughs> I think we're under. I think, I think people are, we're still like a, a hidden gem, I think. But also people wouldn't know who we were. Ba- like Visual. Hear, our, nobody our, sees our, our face. Yeah. Our voices, though. The funny thing is when you meet somebody who listens to you on a podcast, when you first start talking to them, they just watch your mouth the whole time. They get like freaked out by it. And I always find that really, really funny. I can tell if somebody's listening because they're like, hmm, it's weird. That yeah. Your voice is coming out of you. Although I wouldn't. So I did have an interaction with one of Pat's coworkers who listens to the show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And she. Uh, Andrea, did, shout out. Yeah. She did not know. I was. I'm working on a project um, with Pat. Uh, currently and I was in the office and she was listening to us. Uh, well, I she, saw her in the office. She yeah. was on her way out. She saw me, she had her headphones in and she goes, guess what I'm listening to right now? The latest episode of learning the tropes. And then you were, I have you right now for the last couple of months locked away in a conference room working on this project. And I go to her, I'm like, look who I have in here. And I opened the door and Clayton was sitting there. And I'm just like, help me. (laughs) But that also, because I don't think you guys have met. No, we hadn't. So I also had to say, that's Clayton. (laughs) And then she was just starstruck. Well, I wouldn't say she's Star Trek. I think she was just surprised to. She was recognizing of the name Clayton. Yeah, she recognized (laughs) that. And then she heard the voice and recognized the voice, which was really fun. But yeah, that was really fun. But that's the that's the that's the most that's happened. Yeah, nothing's happened. I don't think it. We've gotten free books. We get free books, yeah. And get to go to we went to like a, a publisher party. Yeah, that was fun. A couple of those. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So, you know. Um but yeah, podcasters usually don't get recognized on the street unless they've been famous before they started podcasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think she was also serious with that question. I think she was. I think Gabriella M was dead serious, <laughs> and we owe that question the gravity <laughs> we gave that it. it was asked with. Mm. Patty, there's a question for you there too, towards the bottom. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here's one from Chantel. Uh, o Chantel O. Does producer Patty ever get jealous or worry about some of the books you read together? The answer is, I do not care. No, <laughs> I am not jealous. Um, I am just, uh, listen to me, it's a business venture. <laughs> and I uh, look at it that way. Well, we want you to read books too. Do you read these books? I mean, I I read a lot for work. So I have a hard time reading for a side project podcast. Yeah. So I probably am not good. But I, I love... Uh, Virgin River, so I will watch more. Yes. And, and I think that question is more like, are you upset that we we're reading filthy sex? stuff? To, like, right. yeah, if we're, re- we're reading filthy stuff together and then talking about it. No, I don't care. And the answer is still no. The answer is no. <laughs> I, I oftentimes start recording and then go in the other room yeah. and assume you are in here 
talking disgusting, <laughs> disgusting, filthy sex acts, and uh, I'm comfortably at my desk catching up on work. Yes. Um, let's see. Cindy, uh, Cindy S. asks, what are you drinking? What are we drinking? Bambaro rum that somebody brought us back from Turks and Caicos. Oh. And some soda and lime yeah. that Clayton picked up from Dwayne Reed on the way. And I am also huffing keyboard cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I think we've answered this before. Diane F. asked, how did you guys meet? And what made you want to do the podcast together? We've answered that before. (laughs) (laughs) Friends of me. Yeah. we're, We're friends with Pat. And then we worked together. And then we knew that each other were big readers. And you were interested in reading romance. I needed and then, some romance in my life. Yeah. I had ended my previous podcast. Couldn't go too long without a podcast. You can't. Legally. <laughs> Clayton already had one. He wanted another one. And so we said, let's do it. Now and I it's have been three. Great. Yay. Stephanie, Stephanie T. asked, if you were being photographed for a romance cover, what style or pose would you pick? Oh, wow. The clinch. The cinch. The clinch? It's called, it called? The, it's called the clinch, I think, right? The clutch. What, not the clutch. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I would be very basic. Well, you know, I'd be the shirt open, flowing hair, holding the damsel. Not kissing because we know that doesn't look good on a cover, but like close enough where you could. It would definitely be a photorealistic cover. Okay. I wouldn't want it to be a cartoon cover. Not a cartoon cover, but like painted? Yes. Like an old-fashioned painted novel cover. Yeah. What about yourself? I think same. You got to go classic. Yeah. So, yeah. Because if you're doing one and you're you're just one on one cover, it's got to be that. Then you can start doing different things and really play with the art form, you know? 3D, lenticular... Embossed I really hope, and abs. she said it on the podcast, so she, there's no way she can take it back, that Sarah will invite us to her uh, the next time the book is the photograph session. For her cover? Yeah. For her next cover? Oh, yeah. I'm dying. We'll report back. I know. I can't wait. I hope that happens. We'll report back to our fans. This question is from Ashley Kay. What's a trope that you absolutely cannot stand? I hate coming into money. Yeah, coming into money. <laughs> <laughs> I love coming, but I no like just when, like surprise inheritance. Surprise inheritances. Uh, inheritances. I yeah. can't stand it because money should be earned. Mm-hmm. I need to see where the money trail is. Okay, follow the money, find the fraud. Uh, <laughs> I I need to know how somebody's earned money before I I just. It it will just fall in someone's lap, and it's always in a story makes me feel like. Nothing we just saw matters then. Right. Yeah. 100%. So out of the blue money, I don't like it. Well, out of the blue money at the end of a book. Yes. Out of the blue money, if you win the lottery at the beginning, that's fine. And then the fallout from that, like Kate Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah. I love those those series. So you don't want to see surprise money solve the book's problem. Yes. Surprise money. Just like at the end, oh, actually, I'm very, very wealthy. Now, in my life, I would love that. Oh, yeah. If I just got surprise money tomorrow, I'd love that. Right. But I'm not a character in a book. Or. Are we all characters in a book? Well, then if I am a character in a book, it's my favorite trope. <laughs> <laughs> if this is Sophie's world, 
I can't wait for a surprise inheritance. Is that the sequel to Sophie's Choice? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sitcom uh, version of Sophie's uh, Choice, Sophie's World, right? Wasn't it on CBS? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's Dave's, Dave's World. Dave's Dave Barry. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. those confused. What is your worst? Like, what is your least favorite trope? I'm trying to think of, like, a trope that I hate. Like, there are definitely ones that I'm, like, not at. Like, I don't love, like, in love with your brother's best friend or best friend's sister or whatever. But I don't know. I think any trope done by the right person is great. Although a surprise inheritance is just boring. I don't love it. What about secret baby? Love a secret baby. What if the secret baby had a diaper filled with cash? Ooh, now we're talking. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. S- a secret rich baby. <gasps> oh, yeah. Secret That's your CEO baby. Rich. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, your this. baby shows up and he has like a little monocle. So it's like a uh, it's like a boss baby romance. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that trope then. No, I like Secret Baby. I think it's great. Okay. All right. So we have a few from now Instagram, our Instagram fans. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, back to Virgin River. Kate Claiborne asks us, why doesn't anyone value Charmaine's cheekbones? Yeah. I don't know the two of you answer it. I value her cheekbones. The two of you are, I don't know. I don't dislike Charmaine. It sounds like you dislike no. her. Because you're saying that she's lying about her pregnancy. It's a theory. It's a theory. It's on the message boards. Yeah, I feel like it's a theory. And I don't think that I, I just could see that as a possibility. Like I said, hashtag show us the sonograms. <laughs> You think it's just not a baby full stop, not even that it's just not Jack's baby. There's no baby. No, she, I'm not saying that she had sex with anybody other than Jack unprotected. Right? So uh, this is ridiculous. Well, uh, what I'm saying is that. You think it's going to be a pillow situation season two. I think she's got a pillow. She's going to have a pillow under her shirt Mm -hmm. and everybody's going to be, the gossip's going to be, it's a pillow. And Jack's going to be like, it's not a pillow. It's not a pillow. Hashtag not a pillow. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Yes. Uh-huh. But you love her cheekbones, Aaron. I, lo- I think she's fan- I wish she could be my best friend. Would you want her to be the lead? Yeah. You would in watch my, the show. In my heart, she is the lead. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this, I think, will be a controversial episode. Okay. Should we put a <laughs> warning? No, I just think it's going to be controversial because I think people are going to have strong feelings pro or anti-Charmaine. Yeah. But uh, my feelings aren't even anti-Charmaine. My feelings are anti-pro-Charmaine. <laughs> yes. Right? Charmaine is a good tertiary background character. Mm. Mel's Which, your lead. Yes, Mel is the lead. Okay. Yes. All right. So Liz Miller asks, are you going to read any erotic romance for the podcast? Sure. I mean, sure. we don't have any plans. We don't have our February books yet or anything planned out past the Hathaways. So, but I would, I would. Would I, you? Uh, we haven't. <laughs> no, we haven't. So, so. What did you think was erotica? Uh, the Millier. The alien green jizz book that made me throw up. <laughs> Almost. I don't think that was erotica. Okay. So, but, but erotica is not, erotic romance is not erotica. It's erotic romance. I mean, it's hard. I don't know what like the lines are. I just don't think the Millier was, was erotica. Who was, who, who, who asked that question? This was asked by Liz Miller. Liz, send us uh, what you think a erotic romance would be. 
like or, in your, like if there's a good erotic romance to read because yeah. i think the reason why we wouldn't necessarily do erotica and this could also just be like my ignorance is always a strong possibility i don't know that with like your average just like erotic story like there would be a ton for us to talk about you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think if if there's a, a, an erotic romance that you feel like there's enough, like, meat there for us to, like, talk about, then, yeah, totally, we'll do it. But if it's just sort of an erotic story, like, I just don't know what we would necessarily, like, what the, what what we would talk about. That's, I, I agree with that, because I'm, I read these books for the love, not the sex. I do like the sex, and I yeah, don't well, like closed-door romances, but I'm not here for just purely like sexual intercourse in these books. Yeah. There needs to be a love underpinning. Yeah. And I've read erotica and I've definitely liked it, but I don't know that there's any that I was like, Oh yeah. Like I think this would make a good episode necessarily. No. So I guess we're on the fence. Yeah. So we're, 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 it's not a no, but you could be pushed. Over the fence. Yeah, mm-hmm. push us over the fence, Liz. All right, let's do this next one as a rapid-fire answer. We'll start with Clayton. Uh, Ampersandy asks, literary figure you most want to make out with? Is that an author? A, l- a literary figure. figure. Like a person, like a character. character. Oh, yeah. You're delaying the whole what? speed round. Next That's thing. not the speed round now. Literary figure you most want to make out with? Free. Oh, yeah. Aaron? Free from? From the suffragette scandal. You're trying to you trying to trap me because I'm drunk. Aaron, the literary figure you most want to make out with. Derek Craven. Good. And one final question here. This is from Andrea at the Shelf Love Podcast. And she's asking, what are your drunk personalities? Do you get more fun, maudlin, or et cetera? I get et cetera. No. I don't. Mm, Neither do of you get? are drunk now. Um, you get. <laughs> what does it matter? I think <laughs> <laughs> he gets <Who> nihilist. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there you is ge- no god. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. Yeah, you generally get like uh, more upbeat when you get drunk. I don't think you're a, a sad drunk. I'm not a sad drunk. Well, a lot of people also don't know when I'm very drunk. Like, I'll be room spinning drunk and people are like, oh, you seem like you have it together, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be able to be too good of a of a drinker. Yeah, yeah. Well, because then if you say something or do something, people are like, no, you were sober when you said that. I'm like, no, I really don't remember. <laughs> I think I'm very dictated by my emotions. So however I'm feeling at the time I'm drinking is how I feel. Yeah, you It doesn't change. Yeah, it doesn't change me, but it amplifies certain. Like right now I'm having a good time, so I feel good. But if I was in a bad mood, I'd be in a worse mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. That's it. Yay. Thank Yay. you for the question. If we didn't answer your question, we're going to answer your question at another time because we will. We end up doing this every few months. Yeah. So. Well, there was a question that you didn't read Uh-oh. that Wait, we talked one? about beforehand. Me and oh, Aaron. this was a late. This was a late oh, edition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's I not on the list. Yeah. But it was, what is the biggest argument that you guys have gotten into? Me and Aaron, and I think it was on this episode. It's Charmaine. <laughs> the Charmaine argument. We don't is, really argue much. No, because we'll just talk it out. If we're, if I like, if you're doing something that annoys me, I say you're doing something that annoys me. Yeah. And you also take criticism really well. I try to. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I don't. But I, there's nothing to criticize. <laughs> That's why I don't. I don't even try. <laughs> That's why we get along. <laughs> 
No, but I do think we we don't really argue. I no. think we can talk things out. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the closest thing to an argument we've had <laughs> is over Charmaine. And it's not even really an argument. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm very serious about it, but. And That's I re- it. And I respect it. I respect yeah. it. I respect uh, your peer Pat wants us to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, we did it. What else can be done other than, Aaron, where can people find us? Oh, God. So I'm doing this, guys, without reading it. So get ready. So you can email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at learningthetropes. We're on Twitter at learningtropes. Um, our next episode is tomorrow. Mine till midnight. Ugh. It's Cam. It's Amelia. It's the introduction to the Hathaways. It's such a good one. I'm very excited. <laughs> Clayton's drinking. I'm not. This is a tipsy episode. I was adding ambiance. <laughs> um, and then finally, Learning the Tropes podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media backslash podcast. Great job. Bye, guys. We're going to go have another round. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.